0: hello thank you for tuning in to another episode of the black gold creative podcast today you will be hearing a conversation that billy and i had um, on a number of different things. But the the main theme when I listen back to this episode that that carries through the entire podcast, I believe, is uh, the idea of of sequels or remakes or just, you know, building upon ideas, uh, taking action on those on those ideas. Uh, As I listen back, through every segment i think that we kind of touched on that a little bit sequels and and remakes Uh, so there's a lot of in my opinion good stuff here stuff that i picked up on that i don't even remember uh hearing billy say or or hearing hearing myself say um that definitely i feel like encouraged me so i hope that it encourages you that it inspires you as a creative as a human being as a Parent, uh, spouse, etc. Um, yeah, I just hope that that this podcast, this episode, uh, helps you in life. So, uh, as always, please if you haven't already subscribed, uh, please leave a review. Um, you know that review could be as simple as, "Hey, this podcast is awesome," or. Hey, this podcast sucks, whatever the case may be, however you feeling, um, please. You know that that helps with the positioning on the the, the charts, as they say, uh, which just allows us to be seen and heard by by people that may want to, um, you know, listen to this podcast based on the, the topics that we discuss. So, yeah, appreciate that. Another way that you can support is we uh, have opened up the uh air air is it airways did we open up what did we open up we opened up something look we opened up sponsorships how about that we opened up you being able to uh donate as little as a dollar a week to the podcast and and what that will go towards is these many ideas that we have uh you know as far as episodes and and just the structure of the podcast mainly bringing on guests uh you know, incorporating a visual aspect to the, to the podcast, which would, uh, to the podcast, did I say cast, cast? I don't know. <laughs> uh, incorporating a visual aspect, which would allow us to, you know, um, build sets out or, or just, you know, kind of have our backgrounds looking the, the, the same and, um, you know, certain equipment that might help us to make this podcast, better. There's tons of ideas that we have, um, you know, that could take this, this thing to the next level, um, as well as, you know, just promotion, uh, ad space, running ads to where people can, can see this and, and decide whether or not they want to listen to us ramble for an hour. So, um, so anyway, uh, thank you for your support. If you already, you know, subscribed and, and left a review, uh, if you, uh, are able to give, that would be much appreciated. Uh, But other than that, man, I just I hope that you enjoy listening. So uh, thank you for for doing so. And I hope you have an amazing week. Peace. Hello. Hello. Humans. I should say dear humans behind the screen. This is Dre Murray. This is the world internationally known podcast. (laughs) Matter of fact, we're known all across the galaxy. The Black Go Creative Podcast. I'm Dre Murray. I am with my host, co-host, host host with the most, the most honorable, the most achievable, successful. is that word? Successible. Accessible. (laughs) Expressible. (laughs) Expressible. Billy Wigington, ladies and gentlemen. The sneeziest The allergiest the sneeziest <laughs> dude.
1: <laughs> Roasting coffee in the garage, man. Um the allergies lately um Yeah. Are just killing me. And I and it, it's crazy, man. When I used to live in Texas, uh, you know, three years ago or so, we had like bad allergies when I was growing up. Then we moved to the Austin area, you know, twenty fifteen. No allergies for me. I was feeling great. You know, I was asthmatic, allergies, having all these problems. 2015, no allergies, man. I was like, I didn't know you could live in Texas without allergies. My <laughs> wife, though, it killed her, man. Like, she, the, really? the cedar allergies over here in Austin, mm-hmm. she was, mm-hmm. like, sick almost for, for, like, months, you know? When we went wow. to D.C., no trouble. No trouble at all. We come back here, and, man, I'm, like, outside in the garage, for like, three hours, and then sneezing all night and the next day. So this morning I'm thinking like, we got this podcast, Lord help my nose not be stopped up or me sneezing all through this hour of podcasting. Right, right, no I
0: feel you, I feel you man. Allergies, my one it's crazy, it's the time, and I, I was the one that was always like, allergies aren't real, uh, <laughs> that people just say that stuff, cause I never had allergies living in, in, in Houston, I yeah. never had any type of issues. And even when I moved to Oklahoma, I didn't have issues. As I got older, though, when I would go back to Texas and then come back to Oklahoma, it was terrible, dude. I was like, what? I forgot <laughs> what. It must have been around 30. I was like, man, what is going on? Like, I never dealt with this. Like, what is a Zyrtec? Like, what? I don't want to. Th- what Get that out of my face. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? But then I experienced it for myself where it's just like, you know when it was? It was actually on the road, and I think mm. it was the show that you were at in Houston. No, I think you might have been in my birthday show. It was This was a Southern Lights show at that mm. same place, though, uh, in Houston. And I was so excited for the show because I'm coming to Houston. Yeah. And, bro, as soon as we touched down, I could feel my throat. <laughs> like starting to close. Yeah, man. So we started stopping, grabbing oranges and Starbucks tea with the yeah. hu- extra honey and lemon. It it worked for about an hour, and then when I got there, everybody wanted to talk. Uh huh. <laughs> and by the time I hit the stage, I was like,
1: You're,
0: "You were rapping over your own vocal, huh?"
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely was. <laughs> Almost certainly was, bro. <laughs> we Craziness. need a uh, we uh, need a bleep button <clears throat> for any time we say Starbucks or Keurig.
0: <laughs> yeah. No free advertising on here at all. <laughs> no free advertisement at all, man. Um, the Keurig thing is is, <laughs> so Walmart has this thing now when you do uh, when you do grocery pickup, they also place like a a sack of uh just items that they're oh promoting. yeah the free stuff yeah like the- yeah the free stuff <laughs> and so in our in our sack uh, a couple of weeks ago was this this box of like um it's almost like christmas type branding of keurig stuff like minty Keur- <laughs> 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 you know like what am i supposed to do with this so my wife was like, yeah, James, doesn't James, our friend James, he was like, doesn't James have a Keurig? I was like, yeah. She was like, you should give it to him. I was like, no, I'm not giving anybody any pause. <laughs> like I'm th- throwing this stuff away. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually give it to him. <laughs> it's like, I'm not promoting none of this crap. As soon as like, I give that to him, he's like, oh, you're into the Keurig now. I see. <laughs> no, I most certainly am not.
1: That makes me want to do uh... – Try some, some weird stuff on videos if I get anything like that. Because um, I'm I'm curious right now, just as you were saying that, I was like, I wonder what it would be like to just peel off that top, you know, little foil thing or whatever it is and yeah, put it in a filter and like brew it up in a way that we would normally brew and see what happens, you know, like how people are doing that where like I found some old coffee, you know, or I found some instant coffee or this weird brand or whatever and just try random stuff. Yeah. Could be funny. It'd be crazy It'd, if it we tasted should, we all right. We should do that, man.
0: <laughs> I need, I need to stop hating on the on the Keurig, man. I know we've talked to kind of like play with the idea of pods before and and, and stuff, but um, I need to stop hating on that. But I do want to do some experiments like that, yeah. Um, similar to what you did in, in in your office with the with the K cup, and mm-hmm. um, I've seen um, uh, James uh, Hoffman. Dang, yeah, it's it's freaking early. Uh, he found like some coffee from the '80s, I think it was, some instant coffee from the '80s. that he bought and he and he, he did a pour over with it. His facial expressions were hilarious, and then oh, along man. with his accent when he was tasting it, it was just, like <laughs> it was the best thing I've seen all day that day. But yeah, I, we should definitely do that. Kind of like we did the, you know, the the uh, was it Folgers, right? Is eighteen fifty. We got to bleep that uh, out too. Same.
1: Boop. <laughs> no Folgers. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That one company, you know. You know, it's crazy. I had, a, um, I had a video call last night with
1: some friends from Maryland. Uh, it was a couple people's birthdays and stuff like that. And so we we hopped on there. And uh, it was three hours long though, man. So speaking of coffee and staying awake, three hours is a long time. Uh, but I love those people. And if they were in my house, like they were pre-COVID pandemic stuff, they definitely would have been in there three hours or longer uh, but but if three hours of video calls a long time, so I'm kinda uh recovering from that uh <laughs> yeah. needing needing some extra coffee this morning. however, we did talk about coffee on there because they had some questions, and so that was interesting uh shift in mm-hmm. the conversation from just you know life updates and how y'all doing to uh hey, I've got questions about French press or about you know this kind of, this and that. Uh, But one of the craziest things I had seen in a long time, they brought up that uh, this one, this one couple and this one person, she, she brought up that um, she used to have Folgers at her office. And even though Mm -hmm. she drank, you know, decent coffee at home at the office, it was always Folgers. And said she's been working from home. She saw um, at the store one day, these old Folgers singles, little packets. So she bought them because she was like. Uh, you know, at home, if I'm just like needing a cup of coffee real quick, I'll just do these. <laughs> it's Folgers singles that look like a tea bag. I have never seen that before. Like huh. it's coffee in a little bag, like a little filter thing with a string and everything. Like you put it in, and you the, just steep it. You steep it, you know. And uh, but but the package when she held it up, you know, I was kind of cracking up with as far as like coffee terminology. It said classic roast. <laughs> I was like, classic roast. Does that mean this coffee's old? Does that mean we're roasting no. it like we used to? Does it mean, yes. what does it mean? Like, is it light, this medium, or dark? What is classic? Like. How can the roast be classic?
0: It's <laughs> your granddaddy roast.
1: So, anyway, a coffee tea bag. I had never seen that. Um, yeah, I've seen the, all the other instant coffee stuff, never seen that. But yeah, Folgers, man. It got some love on the uh on the video call last night. Uh but oh, we wow. did uh we did do a French press uh crash course real quick because a couple folks had some questions. Um we did some coffee terminology as far as light, medium, dark roast, the difference between a roast and a blend, those kind of things. Stuff you and I talk about all the time. Like mm-hmm. there's just some terminology And, uh, so anyway, it was cool because, uh, actually I've been thinking a lot lately about, uh, responsible coffee culture and what that means. Mm -hmm. And I know some people take that to mean like, you know, coffee crisis, the growers, the producers, you Mm -hmm. know, the ethics around all that, which is, that's obviously important. That's the fourth wave joint. Um, some people take it to mean, you know, boycott Starbucks or Keurig, those kind of things, you know, like all this, all kind of
0: things. I'm sorry i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> what's up no i'm apologizing because of I, oh you're bringing him saying, up boycott, <laughs> <You>
1: <laughs> boycott yeah yeah but um but for me one of the things i was thinking about is you and i've talked about coffee education and i think that the brewing methods uh and all that kind of stuff is obviously important but i think there's other layers beyond that because there's people who they don't even know about, like they just know about a Chemex because they've seen it, you know. And friends, that joint was in the background, right? Right. Um, and, or a French press because you can buy those like Walmart, Target, everywhere. You can mm-hmm. buy knockoff, cheap, you know, any kind of French press or a good one, even right. You can buy them anywhere. Right. Um, so so you can teach that stuff, but there's some myths that need to be dispelled and some terms that need to be defined, and that alone uh, would help so many people. And then also just the history and origins, which the reason why that's important is because you've got to know, uh, you know, depending on your level of participation in the coffee culture, um, you kind of need to know some of that history and origins so things begin to make sense, right? Because when people go, man, I got an Ethiopian blend, I'm like, okay, what, what what do you mean? And they're like, well, you know, it was like grown over there, like roasted over there. And I'm like, oh, it was roasted over there too? You know, like if people people don't really know what they mean like a blend like more than one thing so is it from different regions blended together or what do you mean you know and that's only because i happen to know because of you know what i do right now but a lot of people don't know that don't expect them to just like in in christianity you know being a pastor for all those years you can't expect people to know things that's why there's teachers and pastors and leaders and all that right so anyway it got me thinking a lot last night i was excited to kind of teach that and share that information and uh and that led to more questions because it's
0: a rabbit hole right <laughs> yeah no that's 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 crazy that you say that bro because I had I had that conversation yesterday uh with with someone uh that's that's close to me about um terminology that was used um online and I didn't do it in public or in, you know mm-hmm. um but I was just and not even on some Hey yo man What you Like I was actually Like This individual loves coffee And is trying to grow In their knowledge of coffee Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we just had this It was a text exchange But it was a You know I started to think Just like you're saying Who would I be If I just let that fly Especially To somebody close to me That like Wants to learn about The specifics of coffee And so I told him I was like yo um, Blend is bl- like that's not a blend that you're talking right, about, right? Right. Um, and then I, you know, they they came back and wanted to know, you know, what what was the difference. <clears throat> I kind of I kind of broke it down and saying that, you know, it, it's <laughs> what did I say? I said uh, it's it's like calling. I said the reason why I say this is because it's like saying that you went to buy Jordans but when you get them you really have the Jumpmans you remember the <laughs> Jumpmans from back in the day <laughs> yeah um, meaning that like they're very similar they're a part mm-hmm. of the same company they're the right. same thing but they have a dis- they're, there's a distinct difference between the two the right. Jumpmans had the logo on them bro like they yeah. had the logo Yeah. but you and I knew that these aren't <sighs> Jordan's these are jump men like right. they're separate they're different um, and so I know it's a weird analogy to use but I kind of broke it down to him like that because he's a sneakerhead too and he understood that so he said "So exactly what it is broke it down to him he was like man dope good peace mm-hmm. simple and easy yeah. and and it's just what you said like it's just so that people can't because he was trying to use it in a positive way. Yeah. Which is great. Um, and so, yeah, that, uh, that small education piece can not only help him communicate it in a better way, but for him to understand what it is that he's drinking, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and, and so, yeah, it, it was a, it was a great small exchange that could, could even help him to pay attention to that when he's purchasing coffee in the future for what to look for because he's had some blends before and he probably didn't recognize that there was like three different coffees blended together within that one bag right now he can do that and say oh that's why i taste this this and this at the same time yeah and and this particular origin has this distinct note so when i get that one by itself i might taste a lot more you know what i'm saying it's like yeah you can identify what you're tasting uh which is which is a beautiful thing in itself so um which doesn't get a whole lot of credit we don't talk about that a lot <laughs> i think in america because we just can the way that we consume stuff is just like oh that tastes good yeah. hum, hum, hum. <laughs> and it's gone it's just like buffet style yeah. but when you actually sit back with a cup of coffee that's why I like coffee sometimes I, I, I'll i skip breakfast and coffee is my what I have cause I'm able to like I don't know just clear my head and think about what I'm tasting we don't give that a lot of uh, you know thought though that we are actually like if you if if I put this coffee in different places on my tongue it's yeah. going to uh it's going to um um encourage certain types of taste uh yeah cer i'm gonna taste taste it different on the front than on the back end you know what i'm saying it's like it's crazy to me and it's a beautiful thing that we're designed in that way uh when you get down to the science of it.
1: Right. In fact, we've uh, so far, to my knowledge, we've only gotten good good feedback from the coffee. But I'm waiting for that day when we get some feedback where somebody says, "Man, this don't taste right," or "I don't know what's up with my with my bag of coffee I got from y'all." And I'm gonna say, "Man, it's the brewing method that you did, bro. I don't know what happened." (laughs) (laughs) Because you know what's funny about it is, I mean, there's some truth to that, and the reality of you know brewing it a certain way matters. I think about that all the time because. I try, you know, I do, I bounce a lot between a clever dripper, a V60, uh, and a French press, you know, those are my kind of frequent throughout the day, different things. I might do a clever dripper, uh, you know, in the afternoon or, or an iced coffee with a V60. And if all this is going over your head, hit us up. We want to make you hip (laughs) to the coffee culture. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah. So, so all that kind of stuff matters. The brewing method, um, Part of that, um, just like you were saying about the jump mans and the Jordans, it got me thinking is because there's a, there's levels to it, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. if you got Jordans, that's different. That's, that's a whole different situation. It doesn't mean you're hating on the jump mans necessarily. Uh, right. but me, for me in that time period, I was just thinking about the logo situation. I had them shack joints mm. <laughs> at one point. It's like, yeah. it's a, it's a logo, but it's not, yeah. it's not the logo, and in fact,
0: the Reebok joints,
1: yeah. And in fact, those joints
0: yeah. was hard at one time, yeah. Man, especially yeah. When he was in Orlando, yeah.
1: Right, yeah. But I wasn't in Orlando, bro. I was in L.A. I think at the time or Texas, I so feel it wasn't you. quite
0: the same. Right, but right, um,
1: right. but the other the other logo I was thinking about is uh Puma, but I have it's because I have some um some sweatpants like some big baggy sweatpants with the Puma logo on it, so it's on there sideways, right you know. So it's it's od, so it's on yeah. there sideways. And I'm and I'm telling one of my kids good night, and they saw that logo on there sideways, and they were like, "What's up with your What's up with your sweatpants, Dad? That's a weird looking Jordan. Like that's a weird logo. Like Jordan looks weird right there." And I was like, <laughs> "What?" So I looked down trying to figure out what they're talking about, <laughs> and that Puma joint turned sideways looks like a like a warped like <laughs> Jordan going up for an awkward dunk, bro. That's I've hilarious. never in my life noticed that before about that logo, man.
0: That does. <laughs> See, he's dude, looking at his sweatpants look... right now. <laughs> it does, dog.
1: It looks like he's got his legs, like the one legs all floppy, and his arms it looks like, like a little the one leg. leg like... like like he's been lifting. He's been lifting a lot of
0: weights with that left leg, bro. Oh, That's man. hilarious, man.
1: <laughs> so, Space wow. Jam Two. Space Jam Two. What do you think based on the still nah, shots not talking that came about out? That we're not what? talking about.
0: What? Come that. on, man. That. man. Come on. I'm not talking about that, man. I'm not talking about that, man. See, this is what this is a perfect segue, okay? <laughs> perfect segue. Space but, but, Jam. Hey, two. but we got to yeah. give Space Jam two Why a chance because we, we ain't seen it yet. No, you're right. The one you're, you're about right. to bring gonna, up, you saw it, so <laughs> yeah, we're gonna give Space Jam two a chance. And and there's no there's no LeBron slander. I promised. So there's no LeBron slander on this podcast. <laughs> on this episode. So, <laughs> on this episode? <laughs> <I> promise. <laughs> you know, so, but I saw the stills and it just made me feel a certain type of way because, you know, you, you feel a certain way about movies that impacted you yeah. or had a place in, in, you know, in your life at a particular time, especially when it deals with someone with the stature of, like, Michael Jordan who just impacted the culture in all kind of ways. Right. And so... And for me, you know, my life personally, and so, um, and I don't just say that facetiously; like actually, push me to be a better ball player, right? And so, right. but so yeah, I'll give I'll give Space Jam 2 a chance. I really haven't read any of the articles or what people are saying about it because I know that they're gonna super hype it up. That's mm-hmm. just the way that they have to do it. Yeah, uh, there's there's not gonna be any negative press around. <laughs> this movie at all um even if the you know the acting is terrible after the fact there's not going to be a whole lot of negative press from the media about it yeah in the in the in the tweets in the screets there's gonna be a lot of (laughs) slander i'm sure from people around our age but yeah but yeah i don't i don't i don't foresee that you know i'll watch it though but um man so i watched Coming to America 2 or coming to America. Yeah. And I didn't have high hopes to begin with because whenever you, it's been 30 years, number one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Number two, some of the characters that were in the movie 30 years ago still, for whatever reason, look exactly the same or very <laughs> close to what they look like thirty years ago, which I don't know how that's humanly possible. But it's right. a movie, so right, we'll right. give that a pass, right? Number three, um, just the look of the movie, like aesthetics. I think I, I, I um saw I think where Tasha said something about about you and aesthetics or vibes yeah the other day, and, and I'm kind of the same way, just like, you know. I go to the studio, like if I was recording with Wit. I was like, bro, put on the Discovery Channel. Let's just watch some animals rolling around in, in nature like, or space yeah. or whatever. Like, I just want the, the vibes. Like, give me the spacey vibes or the God-type vibes, whatever it is. So I like aesthetic. The look of the movie just looked real. I know it's Amazon Prime or, uh, yeah, Amazon Prime video. It looked very Amazon Prime-ish. Like, it didn't look like a Paramount. Joint yeah. like the joint from the eighties. The coloring of it was just like this is a this is a movie. The intro, like I remember, the intro is like mm-hmm. legendary. Um, this tried to do all of that, but it was like it came up short every single time. Wow! It tried the intro. This is the the sad part about it is that it attempted to recreate all of these elements, (laughs) which is, which is virtually impossible when you have a movie as impactful as the first one. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be very hard when you attempt to try it again. It's going to be very hard for you to get even close to it. You know, you're definitely not going to eclipse it. So when you try it, at least try to come close to it. They didn't even come close. So the intro fell flat. Wow. You know what I mean? Um I still remember the opening scenes of that movie. You know, just the whole it is it is my birthday. They tried that with the uh, you know, the the family coming in and, and it's and it's their anniversary. Eddie Eddie and um the Queen's anniversary. Right. So it's like Oh, it is our anniversary. Like at the same line. Remember I just told you a second ago, right. saying the same lines again. It's like in the same spots. Right. For what? <laughs> Why? Just let us live with part 1. Why do you have right. to do this? Um So it is our anniversary and it's like, bro, we've seen this before. Number 1, number 2. You you're saying this as if we're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like we don't know what's going on. It makes me wonder three, if people just,
1: know what comedy is, like what made that funny the first time. It wasn't, you know, like it's like what made that
0: funny the first time. F- capture that. Don't do the same bit with a different word and expect. Absolutely correct. Because <laughs> je, me and Jess had this conversation yesterday. She was like, I'm going to watch the first one again before I watch the second one. And she said, I, I, th- I was telling her about the movie, and I was telling her, I used the word dumb Or something like to that effect. And she was like, yeah, part one, like the comedy in it was, was dumb. Like it was over the, over the top. Like, what are you talking about? And I said, yes, but the comedic timing of those dumb moments, like we know that it's dumb, but it's the timing of those moments that made it so beautiful. When I already know the timing, when I already know (laughs) what the punchline of the joke is, it's not funny anymore. When I can tell by your face that you're about to say or the line before that you're about to say, oh, it is our anniversary. Like, if I know that's coming. Right. What's funny about that? <laughs> if I know. <laughs> if I know that you're going to say. uh you know, at the at the end of the movie, and I'm spoiling this because I don't care. The the, for the beginning of the movie, <laughs> said, I'm <laughs> but I'm only gonna talk about these two parts. Look at the are these two lines, and then I'll I'll let you go. The beginning of the movie, <laughs> they say, it oh it is he says it oh it is our anniversary. At the end of the movie, I don't know how versed you are in coming to America, but do you remember one of the most like the closing lines of that movie like what you would call like the close I don't know the the specific term of it in in like Hollywood but it's like the closing line where you put a cap on the movie and say okay where it's a wrap do you remember what that line was and it was said by the queen the uh, new queen or the she was a princess at the time
1: man it's been a long time bro I haven't seen okay. it
0: let me think. So at the at the end, the princess is in her wedding dress, everything is culminated, everything is done, and uh I believe it was her sister, you know, says, Do you do you want to give this up? Would you ever think about giving this up and like going back to Queens and, and and reliving our old lives? And she sat there and thought for a second and she's like, nah Right. Yeah, and they go on. That's the that's the Okay. We're staying here in Zamunda line. At the end of this movie, guess what they did? You wanna take a guess? The son from Queens and his newfound sister yeah. are having a conversation and she asked him, Do you wanna give this up? Do you think I know the line that's coming? <laughs> <laughs> If I know Coming to America, it's like, bro, why I know the script already. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Um, so maybe this movie, and I'm sorry for this long rant, but maybe this movie, maybe this movie is intended for a younger audience hmm. that is being introduced to Coming to America. So this is how they're introduced, and now go back and watch the first one. Maybe that's the maybe that's the point. But it's not for somebody like me or or, or you or anybody that's versed in coming to America one in my opinion uh, rehashing old ideas without it being you know without there being excellent new ideas is crazy yeah and it's kind of like the new ideas were there beautiful new ideas that tried to shine through but there was so much old stuff that those new ideas just weren't allowed to be new they weren't allowed to hmm. flourish they just got smothered by all the old stuff so that's all i'm gonna say man we can we can edit that down cuz i know i went on a little rant there but no
1: that's good man that that made me think about like the Ghostbusters reboot they did a few years ago, because that's been also like 30 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then even Star Wars with The Force Awakens, how there was a lot of people uh, commenting on the similarities between that movie force awakens and a new hope and there yeah, was there was some similarities you know similar i mean you can only do a hero's journey a hero's myth kind of situation so many times but the reality was the difference the difference at least than what i'm seeing is uh they didn't rehash any of the same lines except for a couple that are that are star Iconic. wars lines that are set in yeah. every movie kind of thing and even with the ghostbuster situation i feared that it would be the exact same thing, just oh it's mm-hmm. it's women, it's thirty years later, and it's women, so it's it's new, but they actually you know they took some liberty and wrote some new things in it still wasn't you know wasn't great or wasn't you know all I hoped it would be. I was a super nerdy ghostbuster fan when I was young yeah. uh but but I think that's kind of what you're saying with those new lines and now back to what what brought us into this conversation with space jam, I hope that they will with space jam and I hope with other movies and reboots like that. Um, that they will think about that, consider those kinds of things, like throwing back, you know, fan service and things like that, to where people can recognize a motif or a theme, right? Uh, that's familiar, or an arc, even and with a character or the story that's familiar, without the same line, same punchline, without the same right. exact dialogue. And and again, I haven't seen the new Coming to America, so I don't, you know, I can't give my own personal you know critique or review or anything but i i know you and trust you and think about how we 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 are creative and we like when people i like when people i like reboots i'm fine i like it if it's done you know in a way where it honors the old thing right but does something new or creative with it to where you can Mm -hmm. watch it with the anticipation of like oh this is cool. This is dope that they did this. They, they added to the, to the story. Right. Add, adding a new character or, or uh, whatever they, the plot is what there's a, there's a, a son or a daughter or whoever, like, you know, whatever it is. I don't know what I'm saying. Like adding a new spin, like, Oh, here's the thing that, that doesn't, that's not, that's not a new idea. <laughs> right. That's not the same thing as being creative with the, the, the structure you have with the story.
0: Yeah. no, I, I 100% agree. Um, like you're saying with the Star Wars stuff, I've heard that conversation or I heard that heard that argument rather multiple times from people. I've even heard it from people that are very well versed in Star Wars and are nerds and are older than me that sat in the movie theater and saw the original. So it's not like somebody new, and they've mm-hmm. had that argument and were disappointed at the you know the the new movies but coming from my perspective i'm like yeah um that that is true but those like you said there's only so far you can take those type of movies Mm -hmm. but then in in the same regard there was still another story attached and there was new there was so many new elements that the old stuff didn't overpower the the movie it was just sprinkled in right uh the like like you said the structure is there this is what we have to work with and on top of that it's a part of a universe right so it's not like a separate thing it's tied into the whole entire story so there's nothing new under the sun of course you're gonna have Mm -hmm. um you know similar stories along the way just like we have in real life um yeah when you're dealing with a with a unit when a a movie universe you're gonna have those themes repeated but this was something different altogether, man. Wesley Snipes, he uh, he he's saved he he made me watch the whole thing. <laughs> he's he's one of the most creative people, um, in in Hollywood. My respect over the last three or four years, my respect for his craft and the way he really cares for the art mm-hmm. has gone up tremendously. Um, yeah. As he con- extends his body of work, is is crazy what he can do. You know
1: so I mean? related to that, then if they do a blade sort of reboot or blade, mm-hmm. you know, continuation as a part of, part of the MCU, mm-hmm. um, you know, he would have a a role in it at least. Maybe he would be an older character, a sage mm-hmm. kind of character, or whatever. Depending on how they how they use the story, who who would play uh, who would play him in the reboot.
0: Uh, I think they they already um had casted for another. Wasn't there another blade with uh, Marshall, uh Ali?
1: Oh, really? Was it? Oh, you yeah. know what? I do remember hearing about. You that. remember that? I think we talked. And he looked
0: and and he looked smooth in that in that role. Like he, you're he's right. He's the man. Um, so I mean, that's a perfect perfect casting, in my opinion. And to have, like you said. Wesley Snipes is like the sage or the you know just the wise Yoda type type figure. I I would have, you know, that I would dig that very much. Um yeah. You know, if they and 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 I trust both of those guys as actors where it's not like a um uh a Michael uh Jay White a J, J White situation. I I think Ja White Uh, You know, I'm talking about right when they Mm. tried to introduce him to a lot of the superhero stuff and Mm -hmm. even played Mike Tyson in 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 the 90s (laughs) in a movie. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can be done, bro. It can be done. Right. Yeah. In the right way. I mean, I think Um,
1: again, not to get into that too much, but I think I think Star Wars Force Awakens is a good example of it being done right yes. within those constraints like my kids yes love star wars they've seen the cartoons the shows the original movies they they know all about it and we saw force awakens and they were like they saw it in theaters you know when it came out and they were like man that was a really good star wars movie it was on brand it was on point it was fresh and exciting but also familiar um but of course you know the sequel trilogy as it went along did not maintain that uh right. same thing but yeah, I mean, it was good. Whereas there's other things where you see those reboots or those continuations, sequels, and you're just like, what are they doing? Like, why did they, they should have left this alone. <laughs> they shouldn't yes. have brought this back up.
0: <laughs> yes. It's crazy, man. I didn't even know that there was a, there's a, the pilot episode is out there. Somebody posted it on YouTube. There was a, a coming to America TV show that they tried. Oh, really? Um, right after the movie, they came out and had success Tommy Davidson played Akeem's younger brother that came to America with OHA um and from the, you know, the the original movie the yeah. She's great, that guy. He was in the show huh. as Tommy Davidson's handler, uh babysitter, and Tommy yeah. Davidson was trying to maneuver in the big city by himself. Really? Didn't get green lit. Um pilot was shot (laughs) from what I see is terrible Um, they have the whole episode online but they show clips in this this little uh, you know rundown of the show but yeah it's just when you try to capitalize you know we live in a capitalistic society when you try to capitalize on an idea solely for the purpose of capitalizing over right that right right um yeah it, it a lot of times it doesn't it doesn't turn out right man um and, and it, that was the case with the show and then I'm not gonna say what I, what I view where I where I will hold and it's the last thing I'll say about this movie cause we need to move on but what I will hold this movie as in my mind is like a reunion show like oh, yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> because this would have i think the medium and the promotion of it the way that they promoted it in the medium is what is hindering it for me or or making it seem a certain way for me so where where it should have lived was somewhere like a saturday night live or what they did with the jeffersons um mm-hmm. live on stage on nbc i think they did another show in the same way um Something of that sort would have been great, because then you can bring back all the old characters, right? The audience, or or whoever is like, oh man, that's what you got, da, da, da. yeah. And it's a, it's a renewed thing. When you build it as a new, when you build it as the sequel, <laughs> like you better be coming with a new story, new ideas enough to hold the movie. Mm-hmm. Something like this should have lived in a maybe in a live situation. Just another medium to where it could have been like a reunion type, type feel, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Even a TV show, you know, or a mini series of yeah. some sort would have, right? Right, would've right.
1: Helped. As even, even if that, yeah, it had been cut up as a kind of take the idea of a sequel and that TV show idea and run with a new se- a series, yes. yeah, that way it's kind of yes. more has some other value, or even I was gonna say. I don't mind remakes either. If like, if I know it's a flat out remake, right. then I'm like, okay, cool. Who are they getting to play yes. the new people? And the yep. other guy, the older, you know, actor, actress makes a cameo or is the writer or director. Yep. Cool. But yeah, the yep. whole ambiguous, like this is a sequel, but it's really just a remake with a, a spin. Right. Like that's weird to me. Like just say it's a remake yeah. and we'll Super. all know yep. like same story, same dialogue mostly, but with different actors updated. Cause Because I'll be honest, I know I'm in the minority of this. In fact, what I'm about to say, for a Star Wars fan, this is a sin. (laughs) I would love to see the original trilogy of Star Wars remade. Only if they don't change it, though. Like, the same exact Mm -hmm. story, all Mm -hmm. three movies, but with newer actors, newer technology, all that kind of stuff. That way it looks better and newer. Uh, you know, and, and it, there's continuity with new projects that they want to do with those same actors in the same timeline, but just remade, but don't change anything though. But see, that's the yeah. thing that won't fly. Cause people are like, why right. would you make the same exact thing? And I'm like, well, right. Then you don't want a remake. You're trying to make, you want something else, you know? <laughs> exactly.
0: Now that would, that would be fired though, man. They like, they actually reshot. There was a young um guy that it was on Netflix for a while. They reshot the last scene of um shot the last scene when when basically when Vader's helmet is you know taken off and he's mm-hmm. uh perishing um because the o- original actor the guy behind the mask um uh, you know was booted off right and re- basically replaced um because for one they said they wanted a older individual, Mm -hmm. his face to be behind the mask when they take it off. But this guy was under the impression that he would be revealed. Finally, after all his hard work, he would be revealed. His face would be seen in a Star Wars movie. And I guess there was this made up. There was this story that came out that he told the press that Luke was Darth Vader's son before anybody even knew about it. Huh. And and so him and George Lucas had this tension. Yeah. And so he was replaced with a um a stand in on the day of that shoot and told to stay in his trailer. And it got so bad that even now with all the comic cons and everything and there's a Star Wars, like official Star Wars section. He would go and travel on his own mm-hmm. because he wasn't allowed to be a part of any Star You're Wars. You're talking about stuff.
1: David Prowse or whoever it was. Yes, is that his name? Yes, yeah. David Prowse. Mm-hmm. And
0: so, which he just recently passed away, right? He did a couple yeah. years ago. Um, and so, yeah. And so, <laughs> the uh, the this young guy that was, uh, I guess, his his father introduced him to the movies, and he found out about that story, and he wanted to reshoot that last scene with David Prowse being able to take mm. off. Uh, take off the mask and be shown as Vader. So, just seeing a different face, you know, behind that mask, it could be done, man. It just has to be done in the right way. But it would be great to see it updated with the technology that they have now. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes. Yeah. You know, what I totally. Mean? Which so. you know, they they may um not remake it, but they that's kind of what they're doing now with all these extra Star Wars stories, you know? Like they're doing the Obi-Wan and they're doing all these other stories in between. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to use that hopefully to kind of rebuild and fill in the lines, fill in the gaps of all the old Star Wars stories that we like with newer Mm -hmm. actors, newer technology, those kind of things and just fill it in. And that way they won't have to ever reshoot the other ones. They won't have to... We won't have to discredit or or remake right. or decanonize the newer sequel, even though it's so polarizing. Uh, they'll yeah. just kind of build around it and create new stuff as well. Case in point, dude, The Mandalorian is one of the craziest things, in my opinion, because it's so straightforward Star Wars. Like, there's no denying. No one's going, this doesn't belong. This is weird. And yet, it's an original story. Now, yeah. is every episode original? Is the character arc original? Or the Right, you know? right. No, not necessarily. But the story is original enough that no one's going, I've seen this a million times, you know? Like it's yeah. just, it peaks that same excitement that when you see two guys sword fighting but the swords are green and red, you know what I mean? Like it's not new, right. yet it's brand new. <laughs> yeah. So as long yeah. as they keep doing that, you know, we're
0: in good hands. Yeah, I love it because it feels like a Western, man. It just feels like a space yep. Western, you know what I mean? And I love mm-hmm. Westerns, but to see it in space is is, amazing so, yeah yeah man um so that that kind of leads me in, in you know we've gone on about that whole segment could probably be on the star wars podcast but <laughs> <laughs> something that i was thinking about this morning man um it came it came about a few weeks ago when my my daughter my youngest daughter because of virtual learning she spent a lot of time um with her chromebook and you know she discovered certain websites that help teachers with you know um certain resources that they can use in class and they like to play school all the time my wife was you know she still has a teacher certification she was a teacher for for almost 10 years um before uh, we we had my son and my daughter has discovered how to build classrooms basically, like curriculum. Uh, And so when they're playing school, it's not just pen and pad like you and I would have done back in the day where it's like, oh, I'm gonna take attendance. No, I find these roll sheets all around the house in these grade books. And I'm like, I know I didn't buy this at the store. No, she's created grade (laughs) books. She's created, you know, certain curriculum for my, my son's age. She's created a school online. that has an actual website uh, that, you know, if she made it public, people could see her school with AI faces that are her staff and all phone numbers and, and so I started, <laughs> I started thinking about this because I'll never forget when my wife and I, this was, uh, I, I believe it was towards the end of, um, you know, my wife was, we were thinking about her staying home uh, instead of teaching. Yeah. And thinking about what the next steps looked like. And some of the, one of the things that we talked about was at this time was, you know, what if there was a place where teachers could go and all these resources were available to them and, you know, they could share different things and we can, we can encourage the teachers. You've been through the ringer, you know, the ins and outs of it. You know, we, we talked about this and we just sat there and just dreamed for a minute. We were on a, a date, just her and I at this restaurant and we just started dreaming for a minute fast forward to you know almost almost 10 years later and my daughter is utilizing this idea at the time i'm pretty sure i i I, because i'm i'm thorough in that when i come with an idea like that i start googling and researching to see (laughs) if if anybody has it already yeah there wasn't anything like this at the time at least not online there probably were little groups that people had where they were, you know, meeting and, and helping each other out. But online, there wasn't a place like that. Yeah. Now there is. I say all that to say for anyone listening, you don't have to be a teacher. You don't have to be uh, a podcaster or a musician or whatever. But I guarantee you that you have ideas. And I, mm-hmm. Billy, you brought this up to you and I. I think we've talked about this a little bit before in a, in a music sense. But just period with ideas, ideas are not ours. Um, And even if we have talked about this before, this is the sequel, but a better version. The remake.
1: This is the (laughs) The remake.
0: (laughs) Ideas aren't ours. Ideas are ideas. Um, They are God-given. Because it's something that I believe God is wanting to... um, for it to be manifested in a physical form, in order for it to be in the same way that he, you know, Jesus came in physical form, in order to to be in our world or where we can see it, touch it, use it, it has to be in a physical form. It just can be an idea, a thought, it is this spiritual thing. So he uses us to get those ideas into a physical form, to where they can be used by people and serve us on this on this earth so it's not even about us Mm -hmm. right oh i got this dope idea no you don't (laughs) (laughs) you have you've thought of an idea that i guarantee you there's multiple people thinking of the same thing it yeah it's a dope idea in the sense that it's gonna do an amazing thing but um but it, it's not your idea. There's somebody else thinking about it. So, right, whoever acts on that idea, you know, and, and brings it to life, and it could be, mul- it's probably going to be multiple people that that bring it to life. Um, that's when that idea becomes useful. Without that action, without that, you know, um, group of people that that puts that idea, that waters that seed, that cultivates the the land without that it's never going to bring any type of harvest to where people can can enjoy it where people can experience it yeah my daughter is now using or experiencing this harvest that i could have taken part in um you know 10 years ago i had the capability to go online and build something, or at least try, or at least get in contact with people that could help me. Um, but I didn't, and that's not the—that's not a bad. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just it is what it is. Like you said earlier, like God is like, God is like, oh, you don't, you don't. Want, okay, I'll move on in this. Yeah, it's over here now. Like there is no respecter of persons. Like it's not about me. We we make it in this society. I feel like we make it about us a lot, to where it's like, I'm driving this thing. No, my man, you're in the back seat the right. whole time. You think you got the will, but you don't have the will, bro. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. That's I a freeing wanted to, thing. I wanted to, that's a
1: freeing thing to me. Though. It's
0: a freeing thing. It's a freeing thing. But, you know, for the egotistical, narcissistic people, it's not freeing. It's actually right. bondage. Right. And so I think that's the, the issue with our society is that we have a lot of narcissistic egotistical people and unknowingly like sometimes it's it's not knowingly that we have that in us fortunate for you and i we you know according to what we believe have a holy spirit in us that can point those things out to where we can make corrections Right. right because i may think that that is my idea at some point but then i get a nudge that says yo while i'm making my coffee (laughs) <laughs> that nudge says yo you didn't think of hell's paradise you know how many people thought of <laughs> hell's paradise you know how many people thought of 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 dear humans behind the screen it's the same idea like you are not you are nobody special um and it's not to to, to like knock people down and say you aren't special i am somebody i know that you're a somebody uh <laughs> god created you but let's when 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 talking about ideas and stuff that we create it's a freeing thing to know that like you said I'm not behind the wheel. I'm just the conduit all I have to do is put my head down and work um and and you know let let God do what God is going to do right so to speak
1: and i uh, think that's you know it's related to the the conversation we had about movies and stuff earlier creativity is that the freedom of knowing that um you didn't come up with the idea means that when it comes time to do a remix, a reboot, a sequel, a cover song, a collaboration, anything like that, you know, uh, you just have to be kind of diligent, faithful, obedient, uh, hard working, whatever to finish the idea that you have, to right. to, to fulfill that. And, uh, and that's a beautiful thing because that's, like I said, it's freeing. No one wants to do a, a sequel, a remake, a reboot, a remix, a cover song, so to speak, when you feel like it's not really yours or, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, but what I'm trying to say is like, it should free you up to be creative and not worry about the constraints that you currently have, whether it's your resources, whether it's your connections or your platform, or any of that, you know, you should go to the limits. And I think about your daughter. That's what brought this conversation up is her not thinking, well, I'm just a kid. I can't create this whole thing. Like she didn't right. think of that. She just thought no. about the possibility. She didn't think there's other teachers and there's other, you know, it people and, and app developers who are already doing this. So I don't need to No, She didn't think of that. She just no. did it. Cause she had it. And, um, this seems like shameless self-promotion kind of, but, you know, my daughter recorded a cover song and she's about to release it on, on March 30th. Yeah. It comes out and we're excited. But that's the thing. She doesn't view it as like a a cover or a remake or whatever, even though it is and it's undeniably a cover song. Um, her and I got to work together making the, the music part, producing the music and, and, and recording and recording the music and recording the vocals and then mixing it and mastering it. She helped with all that and like... She poured heart and soul into it without worrying or thinking about it being a cover because to her it was still creativity. It was building upon ideas that God had already put out in the world, which means Mm -hmm. that it's all freedom. It's like Legos. No one goes, I've already built Legos. I've already seen Legos. You take it, you turn it into something else, and you keep adding to it. And so all the ideas, man, they're all out in the world already swirling around mostly. Um, Sometimes you get reminded of them or, or aware of them because of a dream because of a conversation because of uh a smell a taste uh Mm -hmm. a song that you hear something sparks or engages you connects you with these other ideas that are out there and so you just have to like tap into that and do it follow through with it
0: and that's it yep yep it's it's the same way and um it's getting close to time we wrap this up but it's it's um it's the same way with, with coffee now. I thought about this yesterday because I, I saw a few more people um, gearing up to start roasting hmm. their own coffee. And it just it, it occurred to me like because I've entered into this particular uh, aspect of, of like, you know, the coffee industry this particular part of it with roasting and and selling coffee and because I have some knowledge of that now it's kind of like opening another door sometimes as as humans we think that once we step through that door like the door is closed now it's locked like it's, it's yeah but that door is still open and and it and it doesn't have it, like, it, it's not your door. <laughs> like, that door was there before you. It's going to be there after you. Right. And so now, you know, seeing a lot of individuals and companies pop up and, and um, you know, because the idea is not just uh, intangible anymore, When they when they see people close to them doing it, it becomes like, oh, yo, man, I can do that. Like, because such and such did it like if he can do it, it can't be it can't be that that hard. And um, some people would say to a certain extent, I mean, that, that's like it's like that with everything. Right. With music, we've seen that where some people would say that that things can get out of hand in that regard where you where it's just overly saturated. That that's partly true. But just like with anything, the the cream is going to rise to the top. The people that actually take it seriously, like there's going to be certain levels of of doing it. Um, But the important thing is. To the the reason why it's it's even being talked about. Or explored is because certain people. Take action on that idea. And it's becoming more tangible, the more and more. People see their friends doing it. They see Mm -hmm. us talking about it. They see whoever talking about it. It makes people inquisitive to where they go from buying coffee every day from an establishment to months later. uh, They might not even want to sell it and have their own brand, but just months later waking up in the morning and not only brewing a cup of coffee, but waking up and roasting their own coffee, uh, grinding their own beans, brewing their own the coffee that they roasted sharing it with with others mm-hmm. uh it can go from that to that you know really really quickly all because they've been exposed to something tangible yeah and so if if the humans out there listening take anything away from this segment of the conversation i would want them to take that away from it like we are we are moving things forward by taking action on these ideas, these beautiful ideas that God have given us. Um, because again, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with us. It has everything to do with us, meaning humans collectively. We are moving things forward, uh, as human beings. So
1: that's good, man. Yeah. Yes.